0: the richest man in babylon by george classen one sentence summary the richest man in babylon gives common sense financial advice which you can apply today told through tales and parables from the times of ancient babylon my favorite quote from the author is advice is one thing that is freely given away but watch that you only take what is worth having george s classen george classen was a soldier businessman and writer The richest man in Babylon is his most popular piece of work, consisting of numerous parables, metaphors and stories set in ancient Babylon. Originally published in 1926, the advice in this book is still as sound as it was almost a century ago. The Babylonians discovered many of the basic principles behind wealth, such as saving a small part of your income each month, investing it wisely, learning how to lend money instead of borrowing it and how to protect your wealth. Here are three lessons that you can apply right now to start building wealth. 1. Live below your means 2. Learn how to be lucky 3. Never take on debt Ready to become the richest man or woman in Babylon? Let's go! The richest man in Babylon, Lesson 1 Live below your means This answers the question, what is the simplest principle behind wealth? What is it that makes people rich? I'm not talking about the kids of millionaires or oil sheiks who've always been rich. I'm talking about the people who, after working hard for decades, can walk out the door of their job and never return again, because they can live off the wealth they have accumulated. Do they stuff every penny they earn into their mattress? Or do they just work abnormal hours no one can keep up with? The truth is somewhere in the middle. Wealthy people develop their riches mostly based on two things. One, living slightly below their means, and two, investing the money they save well. Living below your means is the first checkpoint you have to pass to even have the money to invest, so why not start there? The goal of our Western economy and education system is for you to take on a 40-hour day job and then spend everything you earn. But nobody said you have to play that game. You don't have to stop drinking the occasional latte or going to the movies, but you can still spend less than you earn. You know best where you're spending money just for the sake of convenience, entertainment and gratification. That's really not necessary and that's exactly the money you should be saving and investing instead. The richest man in Babylon suggests you save 10% of your income to invest. I personally have been saving 20% of my income for the past year and it's put me in a much more relaxed situation financially, where I have some savings and even a small portfolio of stocks. So look at your expenses and cut the ones that are really unnecessary and you'll see finding those 10% is much easier than you think. The richest man in Babylon, lesson 2. Learn how to be lucky by working hard. This answers the question, how can we influence our luck? The summary intro said, learn how to be lucky. What a fascinating idea, isn't it? But how can this book teach you something that's really not in your hands? This is where most people are mistaken. No one ever said luck was something that can't be manufactured. We just expect it to be. That's something called chance. A random occurrence with very little likelihood of happening, such as winning the lottery or being struck by lightning. Luck, however, is based on opportunity, and you can create more opportunities by working hard. Consider Jerry Weintraub's story. This man called Elvis's manager every day for a year to pitch him a tour he wanted to take Elvis on. 364 times the man said no. But eventually, on the 365th day, he said yes. Jerry didn't get lucky. He worked. Every day he called, until the timing was right and the opportunity presented itself to him. That's how you become lucky. The richest man in Babylon, lesson 3. Never take on debt. This answers the question, should we avoid debt? This should, in theory, be a no-brainer for everyone, yet we find ourselves in a world where the average American is over $150,000 in debt. One of the first steps to build wealth is quitting the irrational self-talk that makes you justify purchases you can't afford. Money is a pretty rational thing, and it's about time you started treating it that way. When you can't afford a fancy new car or a flashy TV, well, you can't afford it. But when you go out and get a loan to finance it, you'll delay your journey to wealth for months or even years because you now have to spend the money you save each month to pay off the debt instead of being able to invest it. Instead of solving your problems with loans, ask how can I afford this and figure out ways to make more money or save more money so you can buy the things you want. Taking on debt has never solved any problems, it just creates more. So finish the spending tree and start saving. My personal takeaways from The Richest Man in Babylon for 2017. Another book that is well related to this one or also uses the power of storytelling to bring across some sound financial advice is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And Robert Kiyosaki said, pay yourself first. So when you get your money for the month, your income, your paycheck, whatever it is, take a certain cut and invest that and do that before you pay anything else any bills your rent pay nothing before you don't take away some money to invest and this is the book where i finally found what's the cut i should take um 10% is something everyone can afford to take out of their income because it's a fraction. It's not a fixed amount. So I'm not, it's not like the book is saying, save $1,000 a month or save $500 a month, which not everyone might have. Or even if you have an uh, an income that's maybe twice or just three times that, then you won't be able to. But everyone can take 10% of what they make and invest that, no matter how little it is. So that's a great takeaway there. Um, relating to the lesson on debt never take on debt uh, i personally have never had any i've been broke uh, once or twice in my life um, and that already didn't feel good and but i remember one occasion where i came the closest to quote-unquote being in debt that i ever got which was when uh, i loaned my ex-girlfriend uh, so girlfriend at the time uh, i loaned her i think 500 bucks or something which was money back then I really didn't have because I was just saving up and I was building up but I didn't have much but I gave her those 500 because she some of her loans didn't go through or there was some other craziness I can't remember exactly but basically she was about to run out of money to pay for her rent and food so I was like okay let me give you this and you can pay me back in over a few months which she did and was all fine but because I had given her that 500 when uh, my rent kicked in and my parents had f- had, uh, or the money from my parents that was supposed to come in came in, I don't know, a couple days later, all of a sudden, my bank account went into the red and it went into, I don't know, like 300 euros or so into the red zone or 200 something. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, shit, I got to get out of here. Shit, shit, shit. And I, I remember that uh, I called my mom and I told her, well, can you get like uh, 300 bucks or something for my savings and put them on the account? um so i can so i have this debt cleared at least and i remember she she did it she helped me um she she gave me the money to clear this this mini debt quote unquote which wasn't bad at all but i just remember the feeling it was horrible just the situation of being in debt so i can't imagine what it's like to be 20 30 40 50 in debt but i bet that the second you f- you get out of it you will feel so much better about your financial future so if you don't have any debt, please, please don't even take on any. Uh, and if you do, get out of there as fast as you can. And lastly, uh, the thing about luck, I really like the perspective George Claassen puts on luck here. Working hard maximizes your luck because the more chances you have to, the more chances you you take because you're putting in work, uh, the more chances you have to well be lucky. Um, and. I wrote a post earlier this year called the Gary V Matrix, uh, which basically explained why work is your only option. And uh, Gary once talked about four different factors, talent, luck, circumstance, and work. And the, the, the end result of my analysis was I had this matrix, which said all these factors matter, talent, your circumstances, luck, and work, but work is the only one you control. And if you maximize work, you maximize your talent because you use your talent more and it gets shaped and it gets used more. It's better. It has more impact. You change your circumstances because if you work more, you have a positive side effect there. And, of course, you maximize your luck because if you work more, if you send 100 emails, you are more likely to get a response than someone who sends 50 emails. That's just the deal. That's just math. Um so i really like the perspective i really believe in it Uh, the more you work the luckier you get i've definitely seen a ring true for me over the past six months it was crazy Uh, so um, i highly recommend don't wait around don't wait for luck or or fortune to strike make your own luck and good luck with going for financial freedom